The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 256. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Meep, 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 meep. He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Mm. And the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> this isn't even plugged in. I don't know why I'm wearing these. Can you hear anything? <laughs> headphones? No. His headphones aren't plugged in at yeah, all. There's a bunch of and I can't, you know Nintendo what? voice chant shit all over this place, I can't hear myself. Too. I don't know yeah. why. I don't need any of this. Doesn't surprise me. That's how it goes. Well, you need the microphone. The microphone is still needed for the podcast. Colin's sending an email out after this. Good. Wait, are you going to send it to the podcasters or to Dave Tool? To everybody. It needs to be to Dave Tool because nothing works, and then it needs to be to everybody to fix your stuff. Everyone's getting an email in this company. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) From the top to the bottom. Cheryl at the front desk is like, I mean, I I don't know. I don't even know where the podcast (laughs) room is. Rupert Murdoch is like, what is this? (laughs) How's everybody doing? Doing great, man. Good. How are you? Good. Uh, Clemens briefed me. You went to PAX. How was that? Yeah, it was um, It was a lot of fun. I had one really nasty day of a hangover. Uh, everything else went really well. It was your first PAX. What was it like? This is my first PAX. Uh, it's kind of, I'll have to echo what everybody says. It, the community was great. There's a great energy about it. It feels like everyone really wants to be there. And for the most part, I had great interactions with everybody. Uh, for the most part. For the most part. Tell me about parts no, no, that I, you I mean, didn't. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I wrote up a blog on IGN.com. If you just Google Clements-IGN, you can read my blog. And you'll read one ridiculous experience I had, which I kind of feel like I would just like to leave with the blog because I felt like I uh, articulated myself well. I don't People.IGN.com/Clements. And you can you can hear about how one thing really was uh, was frustrating to me. Besides that part and the hangover, uh, it was a great show. Good. Saw Good. Some what games. was the most impressive thing you saw? Um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna be happy about it, Greg. Why would I? Care? Not gonna be happy. Like, you're, I'm, you're, I'm used to it. It's gonna be something PC related yeah, that Guild I'll have nothing Wars to do too. with the show. No, I actually did see a really impressive console game that I am embargoed under. So oh, okay. we'll be able to read about that soon later this week. What's the name of the game? Uh, I probably could say the name, but I'll just play it safe. Okay. okay. Um, the what I did see that I again, you know, sorry, it's uh, on the PC, but it's from the makers of the Shank games and then Mark of the Ninja, which is uh, I think coming out this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is their next project. It's called Don't Starve with an exclamation mark at the end. Sounds like a mini. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and it's yeah, I could yeah, that'd be funny. I, I could actually see it kind of coming to the Vita, maybe. But it was uh, it's just eating. It's don't starve. You're you just, just tap to eat. Yeah, 
No, it's a, it randomly generates an island that you kind of wake up, you're, you know, as a survivor of a shipwreck or whatever, it randomly generates a huge environment for you. And then the, and then a, a day night timer just starts going and you just have to survive for as long as possible That's by cool. gathering food. Like you chop down trees to try and like build like a campfire because when night hits, like all these like, you know, spiders and ghouls come out and try and kill you. And then if you Number run out of, and then if you run out of food, you just die. I ghouls. mean, like, it's crazy because the, the I was sitting with one of the creators who said everyone dies on their first night. They have not yet seen anyone that actually survived the first night. And in the demo, I actually made it to after I died the first night. I then made it to day three, but then I died because I couldn't find any that food. Cool. And I also decided to build my campfire in the middle of a haunted woods, which well, was a really bad that idea. That wasn't a good idea. Did, when you deforest the island, does it stay, stay permanent? So deforest? that's the thing. I don't know. I think some things grow back, but I, I don't know to what extent. Mm. I also don't know how big the randomly generated stuff is. It seemed pretty huge, though. Mm. And it's cool. Like, he said that when uh, Destin Legary, one of our fine folks here at IGN, was in the demo with me, and he asked the developer, can you build, like, a house? You know, is that, like, the ultimate defense? And the developer responded, you can build a house, but that's one of the more normal things that you can build in this game. So apparently there's, like, some occult crap and some crazy stuff that you can make. that's on the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> some occult crap. Some <laughs> occult crap included. Rated E. Feature um, plus. <laughs> and then, uh, you know what? I have, can I just, uh, let sure. me get my list you, out. You dig out your list. Go far. You were going, too. You, you didn't go to PAX though. No, I was on vacation. How'd that go? It was good. I uh, got into New York for a bit. And had some donuts and oh. uh, some, <laughs> some <That's> food. <laughs> some Just donuts. Donuts. Food. New York, basically. Yeah. Good. And uh, yeah, it was it was good getting away. Good. So. Yeah, here just, back to just so you guys know, the uh, among the things I saw at PAX were Guacamelee, Ratchet and Clank, Full Frontal Assault, The Cave, Sonic Adventure 2, Fantasy Star Online 2, Nights into Dreams, and Last of Us. How was and nice. then two, uh, one the Embargo game, and then I think one other thing that I forgot. It's written in my other notebook. How was Nights? Uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on in that oh, game. Oh, have you never played? I mean, I, I played it maybe for ten minutes as a child because I don't. I don't think I ever owned. What was it on? Uh, Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. yeah, I never owned a Saturn, so I, I might have played it either in a. Did it ever have an arcade? version in the u.s do you guys remember i don't, I don't think it did so. i remember in sonic adventure there's like a pinball area when you're in like that casino part and there's like a knight's theme mm. table and that was a big deal yeah knights uh, i i really liked it. the uh ryan uh, morgan who's a uh a, a pr representative that was kind of standing with me and, and talking to me trying to coach me through some of it it was just amazing to hear him describe the game as i was like trying to wrap my head around it and he was you know like oh yeah so i think you collect these bubbles and their thoughts and then the thoughts unlock the dreams and the dreams and i was like all right yeah i used to go to my friend's house because he had the saturn and i would try and play that and i was bad at it but i really liked it yeah it's very interesting uh interesting game okay um also oh so yeah this was my first chance to see the behind the closed doors last of us mm-hmm. that you guys mm-hmm. saw at e3 that i, yeah. told, oh, I missed one. by like a 20 minute window and i went to sony and was like is there still time nope <laughs> you came 20 minutes you should ago. come with me on the last day um yeah well the last of us day the last, the last of, of us day. day that you know that what? was amazing let me tell you guys that game is is impressive Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, so I had always been like, pumped. You know, I was uh, anytime I saw that at, at shows when we we all talk about it, I say to myself, "That's a game I'm I'm ready for." But seeing <laughs> the a game I'm ready for. seeing the extended demo in such a great environment, huge monitor, and just you know a solid it's probably like twenty twenty five minutes of play, unbelievable. I I 
I, I could barely wrap my head around how cool some of that stuff was. That if if it's not like a big prank and they did they that's all the game they have is that one demo and they haven't even built anything <laughs> they're just else. Scrambling. If, they're, if um if they actually Last if the game. AI is always that smart and that adaptive and changes that much, I mean I I mean they've got to win some sort of AI award. The old AI awards. The old AI awards. <laughs> that's a very coveted Welcome, award. Thank you to the Academy. Um, did you guys by chance see my tweet or anything about the cosplayer too? No. Yes. It was my it was my biggest like what an idiot moment for me that I'm pointing to myself uh, that I had. Sorry, I'm just ranting. Is that fun? No, that's what we want. Right. It's a conversational podcast. You take it away. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, yeah. gotcha. The Clement Show. The Clement Show. So I uh, Destin and I are waiting in line for this behind closed doors appointment. Even though it's open to the public, it was just a theater. There's a line for the theater. <laughs> the doors were not closed anymore. So anyway, I am waiting in line, and this girl kind of gets ushered up to the front of uh, the line. And she's, you know, has like, you know, big, long ponytail, uh, you know, uh, red shirt, jeans. Uh, and, you know, I say to myself, oh, like, you know, all the all the Naughty Dog staff, they're really like, they're all kind of hanging off of her. They're like, oh, hey, let's take your photo. Let's, you know, hey, thanks so much for coming by. Everybody was like super pumped to see her. And then she opens up her bag and she takes out a brick and everybody's laughing and they're like, oh, the brick. That's so funny. I had no clue who you, she you was. She I was did not click. I was like, who is this? Good? Is she? Who is? Who is? Who is this little girl? Who is this girl? Amanda? Amanda? So for the longest time, and then I'm in the demo watching it, maybe halfway through. Notice that she's in the front row. She was ushered in front row of the audience. And I'm thinking like, oh, there's that girl. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe she's somebody's, you know, little niece. And and then then I think we actually, we got out of the demo and I said to myself, oh, she's Ellie. So from from the demo that I was just watching. So that was great. Idiot. God. You could have had an exclusive interview with her. Well, I went over and told her that I liked her costume after I knew who she was. Oh, okay. And she was very appreciative. She's she like, was you tiny. Have no she, idea. She you must, have no idea my She work. must have been only like, uh, I guess maybe she wasn't 15 or 16. Because like, I feel like if they let her into the demo without a parental guardian, <laughs> maybe that was a bad move. Maybe she was just really short. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, sounds like you had fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, let's begin the show with what is and for who will be <laughs> the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Abrupt ending to the <laughs> Roper Report jingle today. Oh, yeah, and Guacamole looks yeah, rad. Yeah, Guacamole looks dope. They know what they're doing over there. Yeah, they do. If I remember correctly, I complained to them that you couldn't control it with the D-pad, and now you can. Mm. Oh, really? Mm, isn't that interesting? Mm, looks like you can't review it now. You're biased. I know. I, uh, I'm not being serious. Me neither. Okay. I probably will review it. Number... Oh, wait. There are, there are ten items on the list. Oh. Okay. Ten items. A slim week. Uh, they've been slimmer the last couple of weeks. Okay. I think we had six last week, right? Slim it down. Slim it down now. They're get, they'll be getting all. Come here, Dennis. We don't know God's God, the worst Jericho joke ever. Number one, Battlefield 3's Armored Kill DLC has launched on PlayStation 3. It's free for Battlefield Premium members and is only available for, to them for one week. Everyone else on PS3 gets it on September 25th for 14.99. Armored Kill marks the third of five DLC packs and adds four new multiplayer maps, six new vehicles, and an all-new game mode. Called tank superiority, snore. A lot of people are into that. A lot of yeah. people like the battlefield. That's what you'd like to think. That's what EA I'm just would trying like to be well versed here. I don't care about battlefield. Their release schedule is so confusing because it's it's out now for PS3 premium. Then in a week it's Xbox 360 and PC premium. Week after that it's everyone else on PS3, and a week after that it's everybody else. So confusing. Getting them exclusives, them one week exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one week exclusives. Number number two, Dark Souls director Hidetaka Miyazaki is quote thinking about end quote, adding an easier difficulty level to Dark Souls, noting that he understands that the game's considerable difficulty level turns folks off. Whether or not it will actually happen remains to be seen, but it's something he and his team are considering to open up the game to more players. 
Do you think that would just come to the Japanese version, or no? I think it would probably come to everything. You yeah. think so? Yeah. Mm. What I wonder is when they're going to make the the mode that makes the game fun. Ooh. Sorry, I, ha- I had to do it. I'm only kidding. <laughs> Number three. Resident Evil 6 is getting a demo later this month. Leon, Jake, and Chris will all be playable in the demo with samples from each of their campaigns. The demo goes live on PSN and XBLA on September 18th, though PS3 gamers can get a jump early by using the voucher that came with Dragon's Dogma starting there tomorrow, September 5th. Oh, well, that's yeah, a different that, demo, though. Oh, it's a different demo? Yeah, so, so the demo that, it, again, confusing release schedule, that one came out on a... With Dragon's Dogma, you could get it in, like, July, I think, on Xbox 360. And then now that one's finally becoming available. Oh, so it's the reverse exclusive. Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reverse exclusive. Okay. Taking away uh, your content. Speaking of Resident Evil, mm. uh, Audrey and I put together that uh, most absurd Resident Evil quotes piece mm. uh, last mm, yeah. week. What you buy? She, she, uh, she did most of the research and actually finding the quotes, and I just put it together. But uh, reading some of those, it just brings back so many hysterical memories. You, that, the master of unlocking. That <laughs> and Jill. Here's the lockpick. <laughs> you, you, the master of unlocking, should take it with you. That's the good stuff. Barry. I remember playing Resident Evil for the Friggin first time, Barry. man. It's such a, such a, such a mind-blowing game, the first time you play it. It's you so were good. almost a Jill, Jill sandwich. sandwich. It's so You're good. You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. Oh, those games, man. Who, those games, were, those games what, were awesome. Do you think the voice actors thought to themselves, what is this? <laughs> what is my life? What am I, what am I doing with my life? Number four, Square has revealed the 25th anniversary collection for Final Fantasy that, for the time being, will only be available in Japan. It will include PlayStation iterations of all 13 core Final Fantasy games spread across PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP, and will come with a plethora of extras as well. It'll cost 35,000 yen, the equivalent of $447, and will be released in Japan on September 30th. Now, remember, game prices in Japan are inflated generally anyway, and uh, they they pay more for their games than we do here um, in real money. and what I find most interesting about that collection, actually, is the fact that, uh, that has well, they have PS1 class. They have actual PS1, new PS1 discs and yeah. new PS2 discs in there, along with PS3 discs and a UMD. Yeah, it's a little weird. So weird. God forbid we put trophies on any of them. <laughs> Release them on, say, a Blu-ray. Yeah, why and you, like, charge yeah, fifty you could, bucks? What is you could probably fit twelve of the thirteen games on one Blu-ray, exactly, and then just, like, and then just the last one on its own Blu-ray. I mean, at the very two least, Blu-rays. I, I'm just it blows done. my mind that they didn't just at the very least do like yeah, like Final Fantasy like one through eight easily could fit on one. No, hold on, then, yeah, and thirteen fit on Xbox discs. Oh, but it was yeah, a couple. It was on them. yeah, I think it was on two or three. It could be. Yeah. It could realistically they could have and a half Blu-rays. They could have done like the the old school era on one Blu-ray, like the middle games on one Blu-ray, yeah. like like seven through. 10 and then you know everything that else would have been awesome that would have been really cool if i could go play final fantasy 7 or whatever on a disc on my yeah PS3. imagine imagine if they all had platinum trophies yeah my life would be over <laughs> <laughs> final fantasy 6 Woo! Uh, is it is it kind of cool though that you have like reprintings of some original ps1 discs it is though. a little I mean, it is a little strange i think no no yeah. i think all right well i mean i can see the cool part from a collector's perspective this is not a practical or player's perspective you know it's not a it's not a wise decision in that way but i can understand why people be like oh awesome they're basically reprinting a bunch of ps1 and ps2 discs yeah it's cool like historically it's cool i guess yes, yeah. but not from like uh, i want to play all these games exactly again. it's cool for collectors not for people who want to just play them again yes if they yeah. if they were if they want to make, if they actually want to make money, we have we have we seems like we talk about Square every every fucking day. Um, every day, there's a Square conversation, <laughs> but uh, the lesser known if PlayStation they, conversation spinoff series on IGN. If they want, if they wanted to make money, all they have to do they, for the 25th anniversary, they could have just released all of the Final Fantasy games on PSN individually, charge like 20 bucks each for them, and put trophies on them, and they would have sold 
massive amounts of every yep. one of those games. Yeah, and release it, it like bad. once once every other week or once a week, like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy two, Final Fantasy three, like just like and just trickle them out. They don't even have to like. You're welcome for that idea. Remaster them or anything. Just release them. They can no, look they, bad. they just like, need to QA and get yeah. them recertified again. It costs yep. like some money for each game to do that, and it's going to cost man hours. But you 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 make it up in the back. I just don't understand like how deaf you can be. Well, I mean, they yeah. made they <laughs> no, made a lot of money off of the probably millions they've put into the versus thirteen developments. So let's yeah, get that in mind. That's true. And which, you know, which apparently will not be a TGS. I read by the way. Yep. Our, uh, of course the, not, because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it, who knows? Who knows what that game's gonna be? I well, don't know that or now. It's Lightning Returns. Did you know, they just turn it into like Bubble Bobble? Yeah, a clone. Number yeah, five. That was a game, right? Yeah, it was. Number five. The first concrete details surrounding Dead Island Riptide have emerged. Set to come out in 2013 at the discounted price, mildly discounted price of $50. Riptide appears to take place on an archipelago that players will be able to explore with both familiar and new characters while employing Dead Island's familiar single-player and multiplayer combat. Mm. I'm actually somewhat looking forward to that game uh, if they can clean it up a little bit. Yeah. The trophies How far were, did you get in the first one? Just a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, it came too. out at a really bad time. It came out the same yeah. day as Resistance 3, by the way. It's, one of, it's one of those yeah, games September. I look at on my shelf every so often. I'm like, I want to go back and play that. Because for review, I played it on 360. And then I played you know the a few hours of it or whatever I needed on PS3. And But I never went back and got all the trophies. Cause, like, you, the trophies are hard. But playing through it, you get a lot. I remember I got a lot of achievements out of doing it. Have we always had a stack of boxes in the podcast room and yep. all of them yes. just say tapes? Yep. yep. Yep, always yep, been yep, there. Yep, yep. No. Yes. Yes. Always been there. Those have absolutely always been there. Hit him really? hit him really loudly, Colin, so people this can hear him. This box now says poop. poop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six, Amazon in France has posted a listing for the Killzone trilogy, which, according to the post on the website, will release in France on October 24th for 59 euro. Still unconfirmed, the trilogy is slated to include Killzone from PS2 as well as Killzone 2 and 3 from PS3, all bundled together. Remember, we heard that the original Killzone mm-hmm. would be launched on PSN earlier this year and then was pulled. Could this collection be the reason why? This seems like a likely addition to the deluge of collections that have come out recently. What uh, was though the we're quote? Still, still waiting for pulled? confirmation. Hmm? It was really funny when they pulled it. There was like a quote on the Twitter account. It was like whoever runs the Twitter account was like, I just found out that this will not be happening anymore or something like that. <laughs> not surprising. They, they should really, the original kill zone with trophies would be cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes sense. I mean, they're, you know, kill zone comes out, excuse me, on PS or on PS Vita soon, right? Next year. P- yeah. You assume kill zone four is in development. You think next year is soon. Yeah. God, Next I, fall, I, a year yeah. from now, I bet we're still talking about Kills on Vita. I think Kills on Vita will come out in the first half of the year. All right, there you go. That's a bet. Number seven. Oh, it's not a bet. It's just a it's declaration. A bet right there. Number How seven. Many bets? <laughs> How many bets have made around this sacred table? I don't know. I can't even keep up with any of the bets I make. Number seven. Bethesda has revealed that Skyrim's DLC may never happen for at all for PlayStation 3. And a forum post Bethesda wrote to PS3 gamers in particular, noting the following. Now, I've, I've, I have the entire quote here because it's actually quite interesting I thought. Right. they say skyrim is a massive and dynamic game that requires a lot of resources and things get much more complex when you're talking about sizable content like dawn guard we have tried a number of things but none of them solved the issue enough to make dawn guard good for everyone the ps3 is a powerful system and we're working hard to deliver the content you guys want dawn guard is obviously not the only dlc we've been working on either so the issues of adding content get even more complicated this is not a problem or positive we can solve but we are working together with Sony to try to bring you this content. We wish we had a more definitive answer right now. We understand the frustration. Uh, we understand the frustration when the same content is not available on all platforms. When we have an update, we will certainly let you know. We deeply appreciate all the time and support you have given us, and we'll keep doing our best to return that. <laughs> so fucking crazy. Yeah. So crazy, and like just no end game for this when they started it, and they just started making DLC, and they're like, oh wait, we can't do it. It was clear from the get go that they knew the game was broken. I'm just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Because no one got review built. We got we got the 360 and PC builds way early. We didn't get PS. Yeah. We, we didn't we get PS until retail PS3. Yeah, right? we and 
you know, so that was a bad sign or whatever. And not, but it's worth knowing that not that everyone. That happens a lot. Yeah, that happens. And not, and also not everyone is having issues. Like, I never really had crazy issues with Skyrim. I played it for like 25 hours. I stopped playing in protest because other people were having problems with it or whatever. What What's fascinating to me is that, and I think I talked to Greg about this actually, is that they probably should have just never released the game on PlayStation 3. And it, it sucks to lose a game like that. And that becomes an exclusive basically for Xbox, which is bad for people that well, only own a PS3. On Steam as well. Yeah, but dang, who, who wants to play Steam. baby games with ma- mice? Lobbying. Uh, Lobbyists. So, <laughs> but, sometimes it just doesn't sound like you know anything about computers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can plug in a controller. You can play that way, too. I don't know anything about computers. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I, I just feel like the game they the, the game was broken and they they have no idea how to fix it. Like they really, I don't understand how a developer that good has no idea how to use the yeah. PlayStation Three. Now, yes, it is a RAM problem. It is a RAM allocation problem. We know that that's the issue. It is partially the PlayStation Three's fault, but it's also partially your fault for putting the game on a system that cannot run it. So, I think it's Bethesda's fault, not Sony's. I know some people think it's it's Sony's fault. I don't see how Sony wasn't holding a gun to anyone's head and telling them they needed to bring a well, game. Well, if anything, it's if you're talking about it being Sony's fault, then it's certification, right? That it got it got put in and tested, and none of this was caught or whatever. That they didn't know, you know, because it's similar to how ESRB rates games, right? Where they see parts of it, they don't they don't sit there and play 200 hours on different campaigns and yada yada yada. Yeah, and and see, this is That's the thing. True. This is what I don't understand is why if it's a RAM problem and everything you do in the game, the game remembers, mm. but it really doesn't have to remember the things you're doing, and so I. I don't understand why they don't release a patch that just says Turn like off. it's all turned off like if you drop something or whatever it's not going to be on the ground when you go back like sorry if that breaks the immersion for you if you drop the fucking plate on the ground you were expecting to find it out. yeah but you know <laughs> I mean, like but that's or, not even a huge deal you could just put the plate in a goddamn drawer no you know? it, it, it's just that's what i'm saying like like they just need to go back and I just feel like that that's the solution. Like how hard? Like I don't understand how hard that can be. Well, we so also, many months we like, know nothing about programming. It's, it's been almost a year. <laughs> it's been almost a year. Yeah. I, that's why I if the game runs at all, and granted, it's obviously pretty broken for some people, but I don't understand why adding DLC is impossible. Like, if they got the, the retail game to run, why is adding additional content? Like, that's that's why I don't, don't understand about everything they just said in that forum post. Like, I, I don't get it either. And here's what I here's what I think about in terms of future Bethesda games. And I love Bethesda. I love their games. Like, they're Bethesda game studio games, not necessarily the games they publish. They're a great studio. Todd Howard doesn't fuck around. That guy knows what he's yeah. doing. You know? And obviously, they're probably working on Fallout 4, and that's really exciting. But I don't blame PS3 gamers from being mad at Bethesda, and I don't blame them if they don't buy their next game. And I think that that's a totally reasonable assumption to make that some people will not buy their next game because it's pro- Fallout 4 is probably going to run on the same engine. Yeah. So what 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 makes it seem like it's it, it's going to be any different? You know what I mean? Like I just feel like I really feel like play, like people don't understand that PlayStation gamers got the shaft with this with Skyrim. They got a game that did not run as well as the other as the other versions at all, and it can't even get DLC. People dump hundreds of hours into this game. And then they're like, well, you got to go buy it on the Xbox yeah, now. You're expecting, you play it. It's like, it's bullshit. You're expecting to make this character and be able to live with it and keep this game around for, you know, months and months and months and months. And now, yeah, yeah there's, no, years. there's no way for that. We often talk about, like, what the expectations are, or, and entitlement issues are or whatever, in terms of what you, I think you should be able to get mad at and what you shouldn't. And obviously, you're, not, you're, you're allowed to not like any game um, for any reason. But I don't think, you know, saying, like, I don't like this story or whatever is really a reasonable complaint in terms of having someone change it or fix it. But you should expect a game that runs properly on a game and, and when it doesn't run and when it doesn't run well and the game is not not up to snuff on your console you have every right to be mad and well, you have every right to protest that's a, them that's like almost a fundamental part of a consumer culture is you buy a product and you like your one entitlement is that it you know it is it runs and it is as it is advertised exactly yeah. so it's not a per- in other words it's not a personal taste issue it's not like well right. I, I don't like this part and i don't like this part and so i'm mad right. at this that like that's fine you're allowed to but like everyone should be mad that this game doesn't run right 
you know, that, that owns a PlayStation and bought it. And the game sold a lot of copies on PlayStation. So, That's yeah. so sad, though. The whole thing is just terrible. It would be almost like if you bought a game called Naughty Bear and then it didn't work, but you defended it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it would be like that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was a good one. Number eight. <laughs> Heavenly Swords and Rico and Medieval Sir Daniel Fortescue have been confirmed as the 19th and 20th editions to the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale roster. You can see extensive gameplay videos on both characters on IGN. Uh, I love yeah. Sir Dan's intro taking off his head. Yeah, it's That's cool. So, so as I've been kind of revealing on Twitter, I've, <laughs> it's not, cause I've seen all these characters, right? I played as them. And it's nice that we can finally, we can finally talk mm-hmm. about it. Because I went to Superbot and I saw them and played them. And Sir Daniel is the character, as I told Greg when I got back, that stood out to me the most because he is slow and clunky and I don't like playing as him. But I also noticed in the six hours I was sitting in a room playing the game and watching the game be played by other people that no one chose him at all. Mm-hmm. So take from that well, they, what you will. All right. I, that, and that's a great observation. I could only hope that a, any, any studio making a fighter would notice that one, of the, that one character is severely underpowered. That's usually addressed. It's not underpowered. I think that he's Sucks. not fun to use. Like, yeah. I, I think that, like... No, but that's I, what... No, well, I mean, I guess that's what I mean. I mean, you know, you know, fighters should all have at least, you know, some fun value yeah. to them. Yeah, I, I mean, think I, the I, problem I, is the frantic powers and how quick everything is happening in that game makes a slow fighter very, very difficult to use. Like, it might just turn out that only the most skilled players can use him, you know? Yeah, I, I think, like, so they were, you know, I picked him, they were telling me how to use him and stuff like that. I, I played as him early, I think, like, um, I played as him in Raiden, like, early on. And, uh, and by the way, I, I can't talk about anything that else I saw that hadn't been announced. But, um... Oh, I forgot Raiden was announced, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So... Such a funny choice. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed all the characters. I really... Pl- I, I thought Sir Dan was a cool addition, but he is really slow. Like, he's really slow. And I, I, I don't think that he looks like that character. Like, he looks <clears throat> like he should be more nimble and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, like, I think someone played as him late, and I think, if I remember correctly, and it's, it, it was a while ago now, but I think I asked someone to play as him. Like I, I like when I was watching everyone play over and over again, they were not. No one was picking him. Like I, I, people were pick, picking every other character, you know. And um, I don't know if it's because they just didn't need to QA test or whatever. Because they have a very interesting system over there where they get together and play every day and like test the characters and are taking notes in between and talking about the characters and what they did and stuff like that. It's really fascinating. But he seemed to be in in terms of the developers the least the least popular character. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it's such a weird thing because you can so easily imagine this quick moving character who can throw his fucking arm and take himself apart and be bones and stuff like i mean you can just be picture bones. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see how a skeleton character could be used in a very different way than how they chose to use him yeah because like, i agree i wouldn't look at that character and be like oh that's the heavy he's throwing donkey kong yeah he's with it. He, yeah. yeah he looks like he moves like big daddy does he's yeah he, like, he's he's like yeah. surprisingly yeah. slow i got i got destroyed with him he does a lot of damage in yeah. terms of uh, extracting ap from people but um like he's just tough to use. He's really tough to use. I really, I really, really, really like playing as Raiden. Yeah, I it looked really fun. You can kind of isolate people in a different way. Like his level one is awesome too. That was the other thing. I never really got to talk about any of this. I guess I could talk about it now. Yeah. Is watching the studio, like the guys from the studio, the, the, the developers. I was playing with Seth Killian and Omar Kendall and like a bunch of people that were like character designers. How's and stuff Seth like that. doing? He's good. He's well. I, I had I had lunch with him and you know we had you know, it was nice. It was nice to see him. Excellent. Um, and it, I, first time I've seen him in a Sony capacity. Um, we used to talk Mega Man and Street Fighter, of course, back in the day. <laughs> and uh, what I noticed, when, and I told Greg when I got home from this trip, was the way that they play the game is just different. And I think that when people start to really fuck around with the game more, they're going to realize like how much more dynamic and tactical the game is than I think people realize. Like They don't play the game the way we have been playing the game. 
you know, when we see it in like in the, in our limited time on the beta and stuff like that, like they play the game much more tactically, and it's it's really really cool. You know, they don't use level three supers like almost at all. Like they're using level one supers and occasional level two supers over and over again, and uh, it's really cool. It's really it's really neat to watch people that made the game play the game because that's how the game's probably supposed to be played. It makes me really surprised that they haven't released more footage of that of them playing because you know like like we have like awesome gameplay clips that went up when um the uh comic-con was it comic-con something whenever those four characters were announced um, yeah oh gamescom gamescom thank you um when those four went up we had some awesome gameplay clips that went up and i know uh GameSpot recently had some gameplay clips that went up for these announcements and it just it's weird to me that that's how they're showing off gameplay you know because I, I agree i would love to see omar kendall and seth and whoever else is at that studio sit down and be playing it and really try out every character and maybe on the playstation blog once a day for two three weeks or whatever like show off each character and why they like them and whatever like i'm surprised they haven't done it that way they probably will i mean i i think th- i can tell you that there are more surprises yet to come oh. but mm. that um like when i was capturing like footage, the sound shapes blob as a character yeah, yeah right. <laughs> when, when i was yeah when i was <laughs> when i was capturing footage down there i i implicitly had to ask them to capture the level threes because they just were not using them yeah and that was just really interesting to me because when I was playing the beta, I like was waiting to get the level three, but th- mathematically it just doesn't work out if you want to win the game. Like you actually have to use level ones like a lot, and it's is it's it... it's interesting. It's just really interesting. The game is the game's the game's good. You know, like I I, I think the game I saw what was told to me was uh, basically a you know the final build, not the gold build. They're still working on it, but like the game as it's going to be, and um, when it launches, and it's fucking fun. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine that people aren't going to have fun with it, but we'll see what happens. I'm so excited. So a quick aside, when I mentioned the Warhawk thing, I got a great tweet, someone saying, Clements, there's so many great characters. Are you seriously saying they should put the Warhawk in? No, obviously not. I thought that my entire spiel during uh, last week's podcast was clear that I was joking around. I wanted so made to make a big something joke funny. out of our feature. Thanks. Sound shapes blob. I was the sound shapes blob is dead serious. Five times better blob. than the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Number nine. Kojima Productions has revealed a new Metal Gear game called Metal Gear Solid Ground <laughs> Ground Zeroes. It's running on the Fox Engine. Is apparently a current generation game. Greg, yeah, tell us more. Uh, it's not Metal Gear Solid Five. This is the prologue to Metal Gear Solid Five. It's more Snake. Uh, Snake. More Wait, stealth so action. Is it definitely that Snake? Hasn't that been confirmed? It looks like uh, it, doesn't it? I, I, or who is a big boss? I'm just cu- I was just curious. I was on my ass all weekend. I don't know. I don't character. know much about it. All right. No, I understand. I understand. Um, <laughs> Timothy? What? I don't <laughs> no, know. No, I, I just made a terrible joke. Sorry. Continue. It's, okay. it's Timothy Snake. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Timothy Snake. <laughs> that old guy. I, uh, I like uh, the theory that you tweeted out about why it was running on a PC. I thought that was very But now they've confirmed that it's PS3. He said it's PS3 I'm, and 360. From it looks too good to be a PS3. Every game you run on PC looks better than PS3 or PS4. But it looks then, really then it good. I like my theory. Yeah. I thought I, it was a good I, theory. What was your theory? That there's a PS4, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that they couldn't show the hardware yet. Yeah. The problem is that I watched it in Japanese, so I don't know anything <laughs> they said. So yeah. I can't place who the character actually is. I, I For some reason, I thought this was supposed to be set before Metal, the Metal Gear Solid series 1, 2, and 3, and 4. So I thought it was a... And Peace Walker came after three, three, right? Yeah. Chronologically, oh yeah, I didn't mean to say three in the list. So I thought it was going to go three Peace Walker, then zeros, and then one, two, four. I thought that's what they were implying, but I don't. And I just thought that that's well. What here's it was. what you don't know about Ground Zeroes is that you know the, the term Ground Zeroes we use in, in warfare, or something like maybe the, where a nuclear bomb detonates, for instance. And so this Ground Zeroes indicates that Fat Man is going to be at the center oh, of, <laughs> of the game. Um, 
<laughs> and that there will be multiple ground zeros because he'll be using different kinds of bombs. Yeah, I just, I had a big, I think I had a big discussion with people about how upsetting <laughs> it is when the, um, trying to think of a way that I just can't sound racist, but I'm just going to go ahead and say just it. Just do it. You're fine. There's, the Japanese developers often have a belief that they have some sort of understanding of the English language that we don't have or that we also have or that it's totally natural to change the meaning of words in such odd, unusual ways for a native English speaker. And then, and, and, and that's fine. Like, you know, as a creator, you can do whatever you want. That's not necessarily the wisest decision from a marketing perspective because ground zeros, it sounds weird. It's not particularly catchy. It's it's not. It also doesn't make any sense because there can't be. How are there multiple ground yeah, zeros? I mean, yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't. And then uh, there's, a, cent- there's was, a center a of the conflict. strike. And I, and I guess, and, and so what I mean to say is that I think oftentimes, uh, because the, the Japanese have such a, a way with their own language and also just, you know, obviously their language is awesome uh, from my super amateur experience with it. But when it comes to their grasp of English, it's just, I just don't think it's always exactly Especially, what they think. It's bad Considering, to do this back-to-back with revenge and, or maybe, and, and transferring. Maybe, this is, maybe, yeah. maybe it's a, this is a little unfair because I should say that, you know, some of their naming, I think they're just trying to be weirdly creative like kingdom hearts three five eight days over two all right you're correct it, it's, it, we're, we're, it's a prologue to metal gear solid five kojima has confirmed that naked snake will return to his the protagonist role wait naked snake yes which is big boss oh i was right okay wait but it's a prologue to five Apparently. So five is going to come. You sound really excited. I mean, what the fuck? I don't know. Like, they just keep it. I mean, I, I don't know how it can be a prologue to a game that has four other games in front of it, but there you go, yeah. <laughs> didn't Kojima, Mark Ryan tweeted out yesterday, like, didn't Kojima eight years ago say, like, I don't want to make Metal Gear games yeah. anymore? Yeah, exactly. He just won't now stop. Now he's making two. He's now he's just trolling more. everybody. He's made two since then and is now making two more. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Like I'm a huge Peace Walker fan. I mean, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan in general. But like, yeah, like Revengeance beat it out of me. Like I just don't care about that game. And then like, yeah, this all went live this weekend, and I didn't feel well. And like I started to watch the demo and just got bored and stopped. And I was like, whatever, I'll hear about it later. And like that's sad. Like I and maybe it's just that I'm ready for gameplay. Like if they were to you know put out Peace Walker with trophies on Vita right now, I would totally jump back into Peace Walker and be all over it. But even HD Collection, like I reviewed and I want to play through those games again, but I just don't have it in me for some reason. Like I'm not. I don't think I'm Metal Gear out but i'm totally to the point of like mitch is really into metal gear like i was when like when when i came on and jeff was the metal gear guy and then when jeff left i got to be the metal gear guy and now i'm totally like go ahead mitch be the metal gear guy like it's not that i don't like it it's not that i don't love those games i still think peace walker is an amazing triumph in gaming everyone should play but yeah i'm like totally just like all right ground zero sure let's, let's i'm the, I'm the naughty bear guy I know you are. Don't yeah. worry about that. No, no one is challenging you for that title. <laughs> now, with that said, I, admit, I, I thought that the demo was absolutely stunning. I'm sure it's I gorgeous. Mean, I mean, yes. Yeah. I don't give a shit about I, Metal Gear, and, and I want to learn more about that series, but I just haven't gotten into it. But watching that demo, it like just just graphics wise looks amazing. Was it pl- gameplay though, so, or was it just yeah, like well, the end was, of it? Yeah, yeah, the end of it was gameplay, as right. in yeah. crawling through the yeah. rain. But I will say that I think I was watching it on my while I was eating. I had it on my phone. Uh-huh. So I was watching it on a small screen. With that said, uh, maybe the first 35 to 45 seconds, I thought they were using a live-action trailer to start mm-hmm. it. I mean, no joke. Yeah, the dogs I mean, and stuff jumping up. Yeah, and then and the, and the rain and the rain coming off the guy's coat. And I was like, oh, that's weird. They used a live-action trailer. And then when I saw someone's face, I was like, oh, man, this is yeah. totally... Whoa! 
Sort of sexual in your window. <laughs> he was just saying he was eating his food. Uh, he was eating yeah. a burrito, and he just squeezed it so hard it exploded. All he got all excited. I wasn't eating a burrito, but that's fine. Typically, that, typically that happens. I was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What a actually. surprise! You could yeah. squeeze that, and, and, the je- and the jelly oozed out. The jelly <laughs> oozed out all over my hands. It would hands. just be a little slower. Yeah. All up on your, on your neck. Yeah, man, hot. <laughs> Give me that hot jelly all over uh, my neck. Um, that sounds like we cut. <laughs> no, was that the last one? No, there's one more. Number, right. number ten, NFL Sunday ticket is returning to hey! PS3. It will only cost two hundred and ninety nine ninety five. There you go, thirty forty dollars. Forty dollar discount 40? from last year's package. I am excited. We so. didn't. Yeah. So you didn't put on lightning returns, huh? You just, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you can talk. And I, I didn't. I didn't remember to put that on there. You um, can tell me more about it, please. No, the no, game everyone's waiting for. <laughs> Uh, it like tickles me to see how much Colin hates everything about I Final Fantasy Thirteen. I love your, it's so funny. I love that you held it in though. So they announced it, and then like two days later, you finally just tweeted, "Wait a second, who even asked for one sequel, let alone two? I had to think about I it. Lo- I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. So we know, Final, we by the way, I didn't intentionally it. leave that off. I just I forgot. Yeah, sure. I no, it, it was just uh, yeah. Final Fantasy Thirteen Three is is really lightning returns. It's um. You only lightning, lightning Returns colon Final <laughs> Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, is the best the official title. title. Um, That's enough. Was Lightning not That's in not Final <laughs> Fantasy thirteen? No, she is. She yeah, is. Okay, okay. Why are they? T- <laughs> Hold on, before we go any far, further, remember that British title? stuff. I was British saying? Matt writes into Beyond at IGN.com. He says, "I'm interested to hear what you guys think of the new Final Fantasy thirteen game. The whole Doomsday Clock sounds interesting and definitely gives off a Majora Mask vibe. Yeah. Although yeah. I think it is likely it will have a similar system to FFX two, which had different events, which were open on different days. It would be a bummer if you're on the last boss and the clock hit zero, causing permadeath." In a save file deletion, so I doubt that will happen. No, no it doesn't. Del- it rewinds. It would be awesome if it deleted the save yeah, file. Yeah, yeah, that's not and how it works. Just fuck you on the screen. I would. I would like to point out. So I, I, I was actually treated to extremely early pre-alpha footage of the game, uh, which I'm very fortunate for because not many people in the world have seen it. And uh, it was all it's, just block mesh. And it, was, <laughs> it, was like, it looked like Minecraft. <laughs> like lightning's just flying. Um, and it does, I think that of, I mean, I was excited to see them try and ch- make changes when 13.2 came around because, you know, it, they didn't, it's not like they could have probably just made 13 again, but like added story sections, but they really did try and radically address every, what everybody's and it, and it's better. Like the Crystarium is better. Like they, they improve those battles. Some, some things are better. And this seems like, <laughs> you know, third time's the charm. Yeah. Now, as I say. Yeah. Now I, I, I mean, yeah, Jeremy, uh, at one up and I talked at length about this stuff. Um, he, uh, saw the footage with me and, you know, he, he thinks that while 13.2 is the example of Square Enix reacting um, maybe uh, quickly and without really a, a, a great foreknowledge of what they were actually going to do, 13.3, Lightning Returns, is them reacting finally with a better grasp of a like a final vision of, of you know, where they actually want to go at the end of the road. Um, and so... We both agree that this probably looks like the most promising of this set of three. And once again, that is not saying a lot because this isn't exactly the highest point the series has ever seen. But uh, I will say that it's a radical difference. I mean, the fact that it's, you know, only one character. It's like a solo style RPG, uh, all based around the um, time going forward and backward. 
it has uh, like action RPG elements uh, yeah, to I it mean, too. Like I mean, because like it mo- it's like in so the the gameplay is sort of in real time, and that during battle you are brought into a battle sequence, but then you move lightning round like in real time, and like you can block like in real time. So if like something is swinging at you and you time it right, like lightning will block and, and then um, counterattack and stuff. Kind of like uh, Jeremy likened it to Super Mario RPG, like the the original, where you kind of had some timing based stuff that gave, made it a little more active. And uh, I think that all that sounds really good. And the fact that, yeah, so I'm, I always compare this to Chrono Trigger, even though it's not a perfect comparison of how you can sort of like cheat and like kind of get to Lavos like before you're really supposed to fight him and like kind of challenge yourself. And there's just fun little things you can do. It sounds like that's the case. Like apparently, and this is not confirmed at all because they aren't even there yet in their development. But if you, if that clock hits zero, I think you're sort of ushered into the final battle and then whether or not you're prepared for it, you find out. That's cool. And then you get to, and you do rewind, and you sort of, there's a type of resetting, but you do keep your progress. It's sort of like a time for you to, like, build back up. Well, that sounds like Majora's Mask, because I was, I was saying, yeah. like, Majora's Mask is a, yeah. is a good reference. First of all, Majora's Mask, I think, is the best Zelda game, and it's because of that feeling of imminence, which I think was really cool, but you could always reset it. There was never, like, a finite time. The, the imminence came from the fact that you had three days to do anything in particular, but then you had to reset and go back right. to the beginning. You did that over and over again. So as long as you can somehow control the time i think that's better and you can and it's cool because it's a it sounds like it's going to be a game all about choice everything you do even from opening a friggin' treasure chest costs time like the currency of this game is actual time and like more advanced treasures and relics and you know legendary items they will require a bigger investment of time and so you have to say to yourself do i want to spend time to do this like literally spend the time to do this or do i you know skip it Similarly, if you skip it, skip, skip it. it. Um, if but the you, very best thing of all, <laughs> there's, there's a counter on this ball. That was the very best thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> literally the best thing on the planet. Uh, the fact that you can, even if you die, if lightning dies in battle, you can just rewind and spend your time currency, and she's kind of like brought back into the battle before she she was taken out and i think that that's just a really cool because then you're you as a gamer are faced with well i could you know just save my own personal time and you know spend currency to do this again or i could you know save it reload my save file and start over and i just i kind of like those decisions mm. that's i'm cautiously optimistic yeah uh, i am too I, I don't know i i am really curious about like at the end of Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, spoilers, it says to be continued. Right. Um, and then there was some DLC that, that did resolve some stuff regarding Lightning and Caius. The Any questions I have aren't about Lightning at this point. Like, they're about the other characters. So I yes. do find it really interesting that... That it's just Lightning now? Yeah, like, I assume... Shit, I, all the other characters will be back. Like, Hope sure. and Sarah have to come I, back. Like... I love that the so they we were treated to a video presentation. Sorry, Greg. I know you hate Final Fantasy. This is almost I don't done. Hate, I don't hate Final Fantasy. Okay, all right. It's not your favorite thing. So I, we're in an I hate Final Fantasy shirt. He's right the one now. who hates it. Well, I mean, hates it. I've, I've actually played. I've actually played. Thing, I've sure. played them. Yeah, I listened to your. If you <laughs> so really hate them, I didn't, like, yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't mean any offense. I, didn't know. I just wanted <laughs> everybody to know. Why are we all shooting across each other's battles all of a sudden? I if played you, seven. I'm right. done. If anyone wants a really good laugh, seven. you should find Colin Moriarty's uh, video walkthroughs of Final Fantasy 13 bosses. Find, like, a bar bandalist or whatever his name is. It is the least enthusiastic. It is so funny. Wait, why did you do... Were you on the guide? Yeah, well, I was doing, like, videos for the guide. 
it's so that is hilarious (laughs) anyway okay so (laughs) that's we're gonna go listen to those after this yeah so um lastly i wanted to say i was gonna say it was awesome because in a video presentation the developers it was very cute the a bunch of the key developers like they couldn't be at pax which is where this stuff was revealed so they recorded this big video message for every you know for the fans so they could they could speak to them but anyway in the video message it was awesome because a few of the like artistic directions were were described and and the art director, you know, is like the the three pillars of this game are mechanical, gothic, and fantasy. <laughs> and I wanted to say, you know, those one of those is in the title, so obviously that is one of your pillars. The other two, it's, it seems kind of weird. What did they say about the colors? And too? then the color scheme, the predominant color scheme that would influence all their decisions were black and white, <laughs> which I wanted to say aren't necessarily colors in in the strictest yeah, sense. Yeah, isn't it like black uh, is the absence of color and white is all. All the of them or some, yeah. or one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One something or the like other. That, something like that. Something like that yeah. or reverse. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry right. art students. But uh, <laughs> Brian Altana it, rolling it was, over in his it, it is funny that Final Fantasy thirteen two could quite possibly be the most purple game that I had ever seen in my life. Purple and pink. You played folklore. Dumb, and I and I yeah, and I played folklore. Um, and I live in a purple house. No, I don't. Um, but uh, the art style is going from what. I'm just playing with a, bat- a box oh, yeah. of batteries. <laughs> <laughs> the art style going to black and white is is an interesting choice. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, not I, black I, and I white actually, as in black and white. Correct. Yeah, but it's just yeah, this not is, like an old film. Not like unfinished swans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually do love black and white. If we if we are calling yeah. them colors, I love the colors of black and also white. <laughs> oh, well, we made some good progress here. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad thanks, we settled that I, one. I think thanks we for listening. Hands on this thanks one. for listening to my last show on Podcast Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if you just said, you just finished and left, and you run another podcast. <laughs> so we're finding them as colors. Shortly, shortly thereafter, Ryan resigned from IGN. <laughs> he went back to his home planet. <laughs> I have to go now. My planet needs me. Colin, I, I, hold on a second. One more thing yeah. before we move on. One more thing. I, I just think full, uh, I was reading a lot about Final Fantasy Thirteen Three this this weekend. I yeah. refuse to call it Lightning Returns because that's a dumb name. Um, <laughs> that would have been a good subtitle. And and uh, what I what I, I think what the common theme is is that people are confused about not not my my sarcastic you know uh, tweet about who even asked for these games, but why Lightning? You yeah. know what I mean? Like why are they doubling down on the character that like? Is like probably in the twenties or thirties as far as people's favorite character in I Final mean, Fantasy. Why are like they're treating? They're trying to make her like Cloud or Squall but that's ex- but that's or Lock. Dad, that, uh, or, dude, that's just, I almost called you Dad. We we got real deep yeah, right there. Hey, Dad, you got some un- unsolved issues. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, I mean this is exactly Jeremy men- like talks about this in his analysis, which you can read on OneUp.com. But yeah, I mean they they seriously think Lightning is the most redeemable and most important part of the whole Final Fantasy thirteen trilogy. That's fine, but I'm just saying, like, and there's no one in any of those games. Like, I played Final Fantasy thirteen, so there's, like, right. no one in that game stuck out to me at all as a character that, like, would join I mean, the I... upper echelon of characters in that series. And even from games I don't like, like, from, like, Final Fantasy ten or whatever, there are characters in that game that you can see why people would enjoy those characters. You like that, that... Like that Waka action? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All day. And <laughs> and I just don't understand. Like, it seems like they're just doubling down on a se- on the most probably most divisive Final Fantasy game ever created. Sure, I mean, and I just don't understand why they just don't like put it away. Yeah, and move yeah. on to something else. You know, like just do like why you keep giving us Final Fantasy thirteen 
Thir- yeah. Why Final Fantasy 13? It is really... It, uh, you would think they just want to get the most out of that engine, maybe? Yeah. That's fine, but they, like can, they can build Final Fantasy 15 on the same engine. I mean, yeah, like, Right, but 15, you would imagine, is going to be next-gen. Like, Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, obviously now, but I mean, even um, before Lightning Returns, I'm saying, you would have imagined I, that would come Yeah, later. I mean, I, I actually disagree with you to an extent. I'm not going to put Lightning on the same level as pretty much anyone from 4, 6, or 7, or 8. Maybe 9 or as nine. well. Or ten. Or, I, I, all I'm saying is, is <laughs> that the <laughs> like, custom characters I, in eleven. Are I better. enjoyed as someone that went that that enjoyed, didn't love, but enjoyed Final Fantasy thirteen, especially retrospectively looking back on it now. Uh, I did. I did like Lightning. I like how, for the most part, she is maybe slightly besides her outfit. She's not a sexualized, a hypersexualized female hero. She's kind of a badass. She's strong. Uh, she also, it's kind of cool because they introduce some, like, maternal elements to her and Hope's relationship later in the game. Uh, and then ultimately, like, the whole, that whole game revolves around uh, a sister wanting to say, you know, lo- loving and wanting to save her sister. Which I think is a cool thing that's not often the crux of video games and video game narrative. And so, I, mean, I could see why they want to make a bigger deal about lightning but i also totally understand your point i mean there are countless final fantasy characters that have been more memorable and more meaningful i don't find this one that weird i find it weirder that they did 13 2 at all like for me i I (laughs) would like seriously like i i actually i played like 100 hours of 13 2 like i i like that game but for me i wasn't i kind of agree with colin as far as final fantasy 13 like i i really i came away from that game like like I, I really am not a fan at all of like Fang and Vanille and all those like other side characters. Like don't even give me Star Wars. Yeah, I mean some of those are terrible. And Lightning was fine when thirteen two came. I guess I was actually more interested in Lightning after playing that game because she's kind of an enigma and you don't see that much yeah, of her. She's, and she's she like, has mystique. Yeah, she's she has more of like the like the, the blue lady. The background story is all about her, but like the main focus of the game isn't. So like I, I guess I see why they want to return to like having the narrative focus be Lightning yeah. to, to finish her story. But I feel like if you were going to do that, do it in thirteen two. I don't know. Like I, I like thirteen two, but I don't really understand the point of that game existing. Whereas this one kind of makes sense. To I'm me. gonna I'm gonna make a, a bet with you guys. I'm gonna say that uh, overall, not just in IGN and our our sister sites, but overall, uh, Lightning Returns will be the highest scored of the three of the set of three. That's my bet for Perhaps. you. Perhaps. I mean, yeah. I, I think regardless of what the game gets, how the game sells, I understand there are people out there that like Final Fantasy XIII. That's totally great. That's, you know, more power to you. It's just like I'm kind of coming to the, the conclusion and really accepting, painfully accepting that Square just does not make games for me anymore. And yeah. that it, it – yeah. and it's like – it sucks. I, I've yeah, spent I mean, so much money on Square games in my life. I think that there, I don't think that there is a single developer or publisher I've spent more money on, except for maybe Sony or Nintendo <laughs> first-party stuff. You know, so a third party basically. Then Square. I played. I played so many Square games in the '90s and early 2000s. Like almost everything that came out. Yeah. Like I buy anything, even the shitty games like Saga Frontier. You know, <laughs> and and uh, it's just it's really disappointing. Like they just don't make games for me anymore, and I just don't understand what the disconnect is and why they won't make games for me anymore. And by you, me, I mean like the people that grew up in the old school like, RPG. Did you play? Did you? I mean, did you play any of their like really hardcore DS remakes or anything like that? I mean, that's what, what the Final Fantasy, like three of the Final Fantasy. Yeah, I played them all. Yeah. All right. I mean, three and yeah. four. I mean, they were spo- they were supposed Those to keep they were supposed to keep going. And I yeah. bought. Yeah. I mean, this is how crazy I was about Square. Is that you know I bought you know. I had Final Fantasy 2 and 3 or 4 and 6 on Super Nintendo and then bought them again on PlayStation and then I bought them again on Game Boy Advance and then for 4 I bought it again on DS. Like, 
you know, as long as they keep giving those games love, and even with the PSP remake of 4, or the PSP release of 4, which had, like, the after-year stuff, I thought that was really cool, and it seemed like they were inclined to try to do things with some of their older games, but I just don't like how they're not letting go of any of these series. Like, Final Fantasy 4 didn't need more story, and Final Fantasy 13 didn't need more story either. Like, they need to just have these self-contained games like they used to, or make it a, an actual franchise. Stop it milking is, the shit is, out that's of these so one games. They released sales... So, like, part of this announcement, like, the, the, the bottom sentence of this press release was that the Final Fantasy 13 series overall has shipped 9.6 million worldwide. Shipped, though. Shipped and worldwide. So, really, for two games worldwide, and not even that's not even sold through. That's just like what has been sent to retailers. That's not that much. And I mean, these games can't be cheap to make, you know. And yeah. then, plus, as you jokingly said earlier, like they are theoretically working on Versus 13 somewhere in some dark corner. And like, I don't get it either. Like this, and and that's the other frustrating thing about Square is that like. Their iOS strategy is also really frustrating. Oh. Like, it would be one yeah. thing if they were really it's even good worse in the than their console list. strategy yeah, right now. Exactly. Like they just they need to sort out at least sort one or the out. other. Like they need to figure out what they're doing with the downloadable stuff and figure out what they're doing with the release. And then Final Fantasy fourteen, they're putting their weight behind again. Like they they really need to just we have, kill everything. We <laughs> have an iOS port of a game from years ago that's twenty dollars. Yeah. And it teases uh, a sequel at the end, but because it teases it on iOS, it's probably only going to be an iOS sequel. That's the thing. That's the thing I was talking about with Justin uh, Davis. And oh, he, he, does, and it, he, and he does it have a new teaser in it? There's oh. an image at the very end. And he, he yeah. disagreed with me on this, but I just feel like Square is, Square's iOS strategy is, is inherently flawed because they're releasing games. People like us that want to play Square games, frankly, don't want to play them on an iPhone or, yeah. an, or an iPad. They want to play them on a fucking that's Vita a, or a, a 3DS. pretty... Broad generalization. No, it's not. I mean, he's not. No, like, it's I mean, not. Even because because the people that grew well, up with it, those it games, is a general, it is a broad generalization. It, it, I, it's I a, it's it a might be accurate. I, it's a, it might be accurate. I just yeah, don't it's know it's if even it is. from a logistical standpoint, it's accurate because something like like I reviewed Chaos Rings for iOS, and that game was really really good. But I still never like I would have preferred to be playing it on like a Vita or or on a system where I like. On an iPhone, you really don't want to kill your entire battery playing a 70-hour game because you need your phone to do other things, you know? And I think it's true of, like, even playing that game on an iPad, like, it looks really nice, but, like, I, I feel like you want a dedicated machine to be playing a game that long. Now I really want some, like, some data that just says, you know, data. how many, some dump. data. that Yeah, just, I want a raw dump of, if, like, we could, I wish we could pull. It might be in the poop box I wish we there. could pull every, <laughs> pull every, like, you know, Final Fantasy fan and see if they could, you know, play a Final Fantasy on any device, what would their device of preference be? I mean, that Final Fantasy 3 remake exists on iOS also, and I, I loved that on DS, and so I downloaded it on iOS, and I just haven't, I mean, obviously this is just me personally, but yeah. I haven't jumped back into that the, game and the all, same way and Colin, all I'm saying is, I feel exactly the same way. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I am just saying that we are from a breed of gamer that grew up with consoles with um any even and later portables, you know, dedicated portables, I mean. And so I feel like we are just coming at that from a very specific viewpoint, uh much different than a lot of people, you know, growing up into the gaming community nowadays that have always been game, you know, may have always been gaming on their phone or That's fine. I mean, I I don't I don't denigrate gaming on your phone that's what you're into i mean that's not what i'm into at all it's never gonna happen for me right. but but i'm just saying with the games that they're making the series that they're trying to, to milk basically that come from our generation we're the generation that made final fantasy in right. terms of what the success it right, is right. it just seems like you'd want to aim your games at them instead of releasing all this shit on ios why don't you for instance let us know what's going on with final fantasy 10 hd that's supposed to be on vita and ps3 instead of announcing it and then saying nothing for a year you know 
Why not just do that instead of porting all these games? Like, put your resources to where your ga- where the gamers are, where you can make money. You might not sell as many copies on Vita or PS3, but you will make more money off of those people. You know what I mean? And it's it's just very confusing. Like, I just it's sad, man. I know we talk about it all the time. It's just it's it's really sad what's happened to Square, in my opinion. And, I agree. Man. And I don't understand how they made a lot of bad decisions. I really feel like you know Squ- Square and Enix combining forces and officially doing it in 2003 should have made them a megalithic company that has extreme power. And ever since that happened, they've been not good. They should have. Yeah. They, sh- they really they should have been the co- the one like Japanese company to kind of reign over them all. They own Dragon one Quest and fi- they own Dragon one Quest one and Final Fantasy. They own Dragon you Quest and Final Fantasy. <laughs> I even forgot how that quote went. You were supposed to save the what, not destroy it. Yeah. Save the Force. What, no, Jedi's. It? Save the Jedi. Save, save, save the Jedi. Jedi's. Not destroy mm. them. That sounds like a bad quote. That George Lucas, right, not no, a dialogue writer. That man. Bring balance to the force. I love that, that. Bring yeah. That real sounds quick, right. Uh, another real quick aside from this already extremely long podcast. <laughs> yeah. The uh, eight-hour episode of podcast beyond the the red letter media reviews of all the Star Wars prequels. There are these super yeah, those long. Are great. Yeah, those yeah. are hysterical, and he. It's like this dude that just pretends to be a serial murderer, and he makes like hour and a half long reviews of a single movie. But there are some amazing behind-the-scenes footage that he just clips out and then puts in his reviews of, you know, George Lucas will say something. He'll be like, you know, Jar Jar's the key to the whole thing. (laughs) Everything revolves around him, and everyone around him is kind of like looking around. Like their arms are crossed. They're all really silent. Like everybody knows that George Lucas doesn't know what he's talking about It's funny you say that because I saw that not too long ago. I was watching it actually in the living room, and – and it was the Phantom Menace one, and it's true because like I never saw that footage before, where everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Like I don't know where that footage came from. That is real footage it's of real people footage. Of, of like Rick McCallum and all these guys in the background, like like holding their temples. <laughs> being like, like it's real. Like I don't know where this footage came What's from. What's wrong with your face? It's, uh, it's yeah, it's it, so those, good. Yeah, everybody should just uh, go into YouTube and uh, type "red letter media review Phantom Menace." They, he also does an amazing one of Indiana Jones of Avatar. The Indiana Jones one is amazing. Do you guys remember when he, like, he's like, "You're a teacher," and then he's like, "Part time," you know? Do you remember this scene? In Did the you, fourth in, one. In the yeah, in the Crystal Skull. I don't remember that scene. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he grabs. He gra- I know. He yep. grabs a video from the trailer. Which is normal, in which you know the guy's like, you know, you're a sub, you know, you're a teacher. I forgot the exact quote. Sure. And Indiana Jones responds, "Part time," and it's cool, and it's like, you know, that's funny. He's a part time teacher, but he's a badass on the side. But then he takes a clip from the actual movie where they, where Lucasen used a different take, where they're like, "You're a teacher." And Indiana Jones says, part-time. <laughs> like, it's this weird delivery of the line. And he keeps playing the video over and over again until you're like, how did anyone decide that was the right take? You were in you were Indy 4, weren't you, Goldfarb? Yeah, that was my first movie. That was Unbelievable. Part-time. Yeah. Thanks for ruining that franchise. Yeah, it's all me, I know. <laughs> I, I said to George, hey, listen, what if, what if there were some spiders and there was some swinging through the, the forest? What if, what if knowledge. Shia has a monkey battle in <laughs> the middle <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want, Indy. Yeah. All right, uh, what the hell is going on? Colin, right. what this is the stores this year? Totally bad for a long time. We'll go to the official. You didn't ask me where we go. Uh, we don't even give a shit the official anymore. Idea, dude. Quick place it's been over an hour of this. Uh, it doesn't matter. By the idea, <laughs> uh, nothing at retail for anything. Okay. Uh, um, PSN, Bioshock. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 and House of the Dead Overkill Extended Cut. Mm. Uh, and on both PS3 and Vita for free Zen Pinball 2. For free? 
Yeah, Zen Pinball 2 is free on both PlayStation 3 and Vita. Yeah, no yeah, money actually. involved for Zen Pinball 2? Yes. So wait, how much is it? <laughs> I was going to try and bat it away. Mm, mm, Greg, mm, this has mm. been a fun episode so we've far. Had, huh? We've had some good times. Today. I'm having a great time. I don't even know where I, I am. I'm all giggly. Times. I'm just good. thinking about those reviews now. I want to go watch them tonight All right, we on have, YouTube.com. We, have a, we like trophies here. We have a Just the Tim. Just this comes from Charlie Gadsden. Charlie Gadsden says, Dear IGN, I recently purchased Tony Hawk HD on the PS Store. I was pleasantly surprised when I took a gander at the trophy list and found there was not only a platinum trophy for this downloadable title, but eight gold trophies. If you played a lot of Tony Hawk back in the day, they shouldn't be really hard to attain. You probably got 200,000 points back in the late 90s without even knowing it. Man, I had Charlie no Gadsden. idea that was out on PSN. That's exciting. Last week, I think. Yeah. Oh, last week. Uh, while we're talking trophies, uh, I want to thank uh, Mitchell Morgan mm-hmm. and... Um, who Colin trusts implicitly. Who, who Colin trusts trust implicitly. implicitly. As well as two other gentlemen who helped me get my uh, Little Big Planet 2 platinum nice. this weekend. Funny you should bring that up. Brayden writes into beyond at IGN.com mm. and Brayden says, Andrew, you just platinum Little Big Planet 2. Are you going to platinum Little Big Planet Vita next? I would love to, yeah. You're on the way, right? You and I are playing that. I'm reviewing it. I give you a code. Yep. You've beaten the story. I've beaten the story. Yep. Now you guys beat the stories that. already? Yeah. I'm, I played it for like an hour. I have 41% <laughs> of the trophies so far. Yeah, I'm like 36 or something yeah. like that. It's fun. It. Uh, I, I guess we can't really talk about it yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can say it's fun. That's fine. I mean, we've yeah. we've previewed it before. I've already made the case that it has the potential to be the best little big planet. So I don't think people are caught, caught still not my. It's, it's it's frustrating. I still you don't like little I, big planet. No, I just don't like. I get it. Yeah, I like I I embrace that people love. It. I like Sackboy. I think he's very cute. Yeah, of course. Just don't, not really into it. Okay. You know, I, it's frustrating to me because I feel like I want to be into it, but I just I'm not. Oh man! I, when I started playing it on Vita, I'm like, this is fun. It's the same thing as Little Big Planet too. Just, I look forward to when we can talk about it at length. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, Brayden has more questions. Uh, Colin, Mm. with NHL 13 almost upon us, Mm. who would you rather have added to the NHL Legends roster? I'd pick Grant Furr for his iconic pad saves. (laughs) Oh, Grant Fuhr. Fuhr, sorry. Uh, Who would I? I don't know. Um, What was the question, Billy Smith, probably. It was for Colin. Just go sleep. You don't just go sleep. <laughs> you can't. You can't contribute anything to this. Hockey. What do you do? You score touchdowns, two point conversions. You hit a home run. You know. Oh, for right, anyone who didn't watch it, uh, you should go back and watch Up at Noon from last week and watch Clements's Madden quiz because yeah, it was great. That was, great, that was so yeah. much fun. Great. You know how. Um, you know how you always make fun of me because apparently whenever sports are mentioned, yeah, yeah. I start talking really loudly and yeah, I yeah. flail my you arms may, you around. May, you, you somehow lose the information yeah. you already knew. That's, <laughs> that is the exact same way as anytime I even remotely suggest I'm not feeling well. You stand up and you're like, yeah. oh, I guess the guy gets yeah. sick after all. Exactly, because there's a huge point of contention here where you think you don't get sick and I think you get sick more than anyone else. And I, so whenever you're not <laughs> sick and we talk about it, you're like, I never get sick. What are you talking about? And I'll list three times you've been sick. You're like, well, that was just because of this so i have to keep you honest and point out that your immune system doesn't work i must get sick at about the same amount of time as a average person maybe a little less of course because what are we talking about are we talking about the fact that i have chronic allergies or the time i mean these if you're talking about you define that as sick then yeah i'm a sickly little kid but if you're talking about having a cold or the flu that rarely happens i'm serious i'm serious we're gonna start it we're gonna start it now everybody start and i will when you are telling me you're not feeling well i will ask you if this counts as being sick careful about this because remember i i I talked shit on podcast beyond like last year about how i never get sick because i drink orange juice i've never said anything about me not getting sick no but i did but i did <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Funny. But I did, I did, and then I was sick like four times last yeah, yeah. No, year. No, 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 I'm not arguing that I'm more healthy or anything like that or anything. I'm just saying oh, that we Clements, know you're not more healthy. Yeah, I know. Clements likes to think that he doesn't get sick, and he gets sick all the time. 
Mm. Well, and again, from allergies, yes, huh? I have terrible allergies. From my st- chronic stomach pain, yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. I have like friggin' dermatographism. I have all sorts of weird stuff. Oh, that is. Uh, it's like a sensitivity at your skin. It's a robot disease. You, you yeah, it's a robot disease. What? You l- no, l- no. It's as it, uh, dermatographism means if you scratch your skin, it like gets severely agitated just from a little bit of. Hey, Greg and Colin, where could I find out more about lotion and what what varieties are available? I'm not going to promote that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, <but> never mind. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is those are all very fair points, but those are not. I'm only referring nope. to things like the cold and the flu. All right. Well, Brayden has a question for you. The colon okay. and the flu. The colon flu. Ryan, the colon. what would you rather? <laughs> business. Ryan, what would you rather have added to PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale's roster? Okay. A Dust Five One Four character or a Monster Hunter character? One helps promote a PlayStation exclusive. The other would likely sell the game in Japan. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Other characters in Monster Hunter? I, yeah, you can be the you can be uh, one of the felines. Fuck. What was oh. that amazing name for the monster they announced would be returning to the iOS version? It was Baltimore. funny. Yeah, it was some terrible Baltimore. name. Galapagos. Yeah. Galapagos. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I think those are islands, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, so. If I, my personal pick, uh, the Dust character, because I want to see more. Oh, but then he would too, be too much like uh, Rat, Riddick, Raddick? No, Raddick. Riddick. Riddick. Not, 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 not the Chronicles Vin of Riddick. Not the game, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the Chronicles of Riddick game on Xbox was awesome. Um, they re, they re, what's they the, put, what's that, the character's on... name? Uh, the uh, Killzone character, I forgot. Raddick. Colonel Raddick. Raddick. Oh, Raddick. Raddick. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was off by a vowel. Um, Fake Nazi? Yeah, so I would I would have liked to choose the Dust character, but it would probably help itself if there was a Monster Hunter character in there. And it would Here, be a little different. This is from... the name of the monster. It's, um, this is a real monster. He's doing monster. this. He's doing it. He's looking at Blaine his phone. Blaine Ganga is the name of a real monster. <laughs> Blaine Ganga. A real, a real monster. B-L-A-N-G-O-N-G-A. It's the name of the real, a real monster. <laughs> a real life monster. It's <laughs> a real monster outside my house. John writes into beyond.ign.com. Be- Dear Beyond, I have a question this week. I was looking for games for the PlayStation 3, and I was wondering what the better investment of an RPG is. Should I buy Ultimate Edition of New Vegas or the Infamous Collection? Well, Infamous is an RPG. Only one of those is a role-playing game. The start of it... This might be really offensive. This guy sounded like he didn't have a knowledge of the English language. <laughs> I have a question this week. <laughs> Do you? I've listened for time? 226 get- episodes and I have had no questions. <laughs> today on 256, I finally have one. Well, I would get both of those games. Yeah. Uh, if, if, but if, he's talking about investment. Obviously, you're going to play more New Vegas. New Vegas, you can play forever and ever and yeah, ever and ever and ever. And ever. Yeah, then you have to play the terrible way. DLC in New Vegas, so don't do that. Mm. Gotta wear that cowboy hat <laughs> to get the game to not crash. <laughs> well, New Vegas has a straight up RPG game. Infamous is awesome. Both yeah. well, games are good, right, Colin? Yeah, New Vegas is amazing. Well, what New, New Vegas is, I think, better than Fallout 3 in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It doesn't run as well, but. I'm completely losing it. I've been laughing so much this show. I'm ben writes into Beyond. Hey, ben. He says, Hey, hey Beyond Crew, Beyond. Mm. I'm looking to buy a PlayStation Vita, and I was wondering about two things. One, do you think the Vita will be receiving a price drop anytime soon? It's got to happen eventually, Ben. Not this year, probably. I think you don't think a TGS? Already. No. Goldie, what do you think? Um, yeah, probably, probably not. I agree. I, I, think, I, think, the, I, I think they'll have one for. I think they'll have one for Christmas. See, really? I, think I, think Colin, I think Colin's point about them just bundling more with it is more likely than them actually. Because I mean, mm. they, they keep announcing bundles. Like sure. 
they're all 250 bucks and they come with a game and a memory card and i think that's the way they'll do it rather you, than saying hey it's 180 bucks look we all should have learned something now how long have we all been in this business well maybe you a little maybe less me. than me oh, almost exactly a year me Aww. we've all been in God, this we've, been we've all been in yeah. the game for a long time we all know we can't predict anything that sony does ever because yeah. they always make really weird decisions that's why we when we do or our predictions something. it's like 0.5 to <laughs> 0.25 <laughs> We're really good at those things. Uh, Ben's second question. What size memory card would you recommend? I'm on a lowish budget, question mark? Will there be an external companies making Vita cards soonish? I'm amazed there hasn't been yet, I guess because it hasn't been more successful. Because by this point, like PSP, you could get a uh, A Memory Stick Pro Duo fairly soon after. But um, I don't know. I have a 32, and I'm happy to have it because like I I keep reading about everyone having their memory cards filled, and they have to back it up to the PS3. I delete delete my shit constantly. Yeah, see, I haven't deleted a single game. I have 32, too, and I don't have to worry about it. I love it. I I almost wish I had bigger than 32. Memory Stick Pro Duo. Duo. Yeah, another great one. That's what's up. What's the problem? It is... It's just funny to me. No, it, it is. It is By the way, just a random question because we were talking about Vita games in Japan. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know what Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation is called in Japan? Yeah, you told me Lady Liberty. Yeah, exactly. That's a good title. Yeah, I, I wish that was what it's called over I here. I like that title better. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish there was a Ghostbusters 2 level. Is it Assassin's Creed <laughs> colon <laughs> Lady Liberty? I think it's Assassin's yeah, Creed 3 colon Which is funny because that was um, that was that title was actually leaked a really long time ago and people like debunked it as not being the title of an Assassin's Creed Vita game like before well, 3. Looks like they've been rebunked, <laughs> yeah. huh? Oh, huh? Yep. I, huh? we've been we've been teasing uh Japanese names and games a lot. Uh I just want to say real quick, I don't I can't speak Japanese, so more power to them that they can even have some understanding of English. I'm just Gravely default flying I like, fairy. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> again, like we we tease you know lovingly. Well, I do it lovingly anyway. Joseph R writes into beyond at IGN.com. He says, Dear Mr. Moriarty, uh-huh. I'm 14 and in the 8th grade and doing a project on Colonial Delaware, preferably oh, Delaware Jesus. from 1600 to 1775. Okay. Do you have any info on any place I can find some good facts on it? Yes, the library. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's going to be devastated. But here's my question for the answer. podcast. Do you think gamers my age, 14, 15 and up, will ever be taken seriously in the gaming industry? I want to be recognized, but all I get is dumb comments on me, not my work. I don't mind hate, but it's annoying when there is no constructive criticism. Thank you sincerely, Joseph. Wait, are you talking... Well, he when he says about... ever, does he mean himself? Like, because when you're older, I think, yes. I, yeah. Or does he mean will 15-year-olds ever get respect in the industry? I think he means himself. Okay, well, then, so, yes, when you, when you, you know, have some more schooling and, and they have you maybe thanks, written Grandpa. some more. Grandpa Goldfarm over here. <laughs> get your learning. You get your <laughs> schooling done. I'll when you're tell a little you more learned more and, and become more articulate, which I think comes with age, and maybe not for some of the people in this room, but I think as you get older, you're able to express yourself a little better. And I'll I think never, at that point, sure. It comes down to getting a wealth of information, right? Yeah, and like exactly. having a knowledge base to build from and know things. And yep. Go back and play games and then you'll be, get more respect. I will never forget working a drive through at Burger King in Western New York and this old man and his, do- and his cute daughter, or yeah. granddaughter. This old man and his cute granddaughter rolled up to the drive through window and I was like, getting you know, them talking whoppers? to him, getting them whoppers. And, I, and he was just like, you know, you in school, son? And I was like, yep, you know, just getting part-time work here. And he was like, that's great. You know, a lot of those kids with all the comic books, <laughs> they don't get the jobs. It's like, thanks, man. Like, I didn't even know what to say. That's I mean, what he got hung up comic. on. That was his crush for He's been upset about that for 50 years. <laughs> Spider-Man, the goddamn punk Stan Lee over there. <laughs> uh, Did he get some money drinks? 
Uh, no, I think they probably just ordered uh, lunch and drove uh, away. I used to it like it wasn't very eventful. It was just funny the way he said. Also, I like their onion rings. Yeah, onion this rings was were good this for was my thing. this was my time. You guys never saw this time. Oh no, you saw a photograph of me with long hair. This was my time when I had shoulder length hair, and I remember the one time I was my back was turned to the window and I was typing, and then it's like, dude, this poor dad like yelled at me, and he's like, "Excuse me, miss," and I turned around, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Oh." <laughs> He's like, I gotta get my food so I can go to the Buffalo Bills game. And, and Ryan's like, What is that, baseball? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna watch me get some dingers out of the soccer field? <laughs> Put some dingers on the soccer field. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Our final email of the week comes from Zach R12. He says, Hey guys, I'm very excited to get Borderlands for free this week with PlayStation Plus. That's right, remember everybody. Borderlands free this week. Good, great idea. A brilliant idea, I think. Uh, just wondering if I could be hit of the week Clever so I could play girl. Borderlands with the Beyond crew and fellow Beyond listeners. Well, of course, Zach. Again, his PSN, Zach R12, all together. Z-A-C-H-R-12. All together. Zach R12, I believe it's pronounced. Zach R12 is yeah. what we're calling it. All right, cool. There you go. Right that was a really off. good goal for off. <laughs> That's a strong note to end. <laughs> today, Goldfarb asked me to go to lunch, and then and then he's like, oh, I can't go to lunch with you. I got to go to lunch with someone I'm gonna, else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to lunch with you tomorrow, and I'm yeah. going to enjoy every fucking second of it. Wow. I want to get some food. I'm hungry. Okay. Like right now? Yeah. I, what saw, about some frozen I saw your tweet uh, over the weekend. Oh, about, the English muffin tweet. Yeah, oh, your yeah. English muffin tweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. starving all the time. I've never been as hungry as I am. That, while I I'm so sorry. That, sound, that sounded awful. I mean, slightly delicious, but yeah, also Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just being hungry all the time. Yeah. And I, you make Get good English muffins. Food. I've had I those do, English yeah, muffins. I do. You have had you, my English you, muffins. You Was it, <laughs> did you legitimately wake up at like four yeah. in the morning yeah. and just... I wake up doubled over in pain because I'm so hungry. Okay. I wake up like in the fetal position, like, ah, and then I got to get up and go eat something. Wow. It's not that much different from his regular <laughs> yeah. routine. I used to just wake up hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you need that food go. I'm not going to make those noises. I hate that. What about some frozen yogurt? A little fro, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond episode 256. Thank 44 you so much. 44 episodes away from 300. Jesus Christ. Wow. Book your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, where? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, uh, IGN.com keeps the bills on. No, that's not right. Keeps the mics on. Keeps us podcasting. So go to IGN.com and read oh, articles. Watch our videos. Have some fun. Uh, follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Poam Cider is Ryan Clements. Garfep is Andrew Goldfarb. No taxation is Colin. Um, Ryan, take me home. Sounds good. We'll end every show with a song. Send a MP3 to beyond at IGN.com if you want to be featured among all the talented Beyond musicians. You're going to sing that song into a microphone? Yeah, sing a little bitty? Yeah, sing a little bitty, punkhead. A little bitty. A little bitty ditty, punkhead. Um, just like Sean did. Sean wrote to us, and uh, he is a singer in a band in Frankfurt, Germany, which I thought oh. was awesome. This is an international love. International sensation, uh, Sean. The, the band is called Ten Cent Janes. Although we've been together now since 2009 making indie alternative rock, we only had our first live show at the beginning of 2012, so we're still relatively new. We're slowly starting to find our sound and build up a following. I love that we can get any emails from, you know, across the world from these musicians. And I just love that I can share music from uh, listeners that are uh, in, sorry, from musicians that are in different countries that also follow our Beyond community. So thank you so much, Sean, for sending in the song called Radio from the band Ten Cent Janes. You can find more soundcloud.com slash 10 cent Janes. Is that T-E-N or one zero? One zero. Good Correct point. me if I'm wrong, but Augustus Gloop was from Frankfurt, Germany, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, like I said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Throw him a Willy Wonka. Thank you so much, Sean. I will. Let's now enjoy Radio by Ten Cent James, and uh, that's a big old Beyond for beyond. me. Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. In a breath, in a beat, into sight, in a mind. Count me in, take me out, drag me down, and I'm along for the ride. Every movement, every second, every moment, everything I can see One more step, one more word, and this place will be the death of me And I think I've taken this a little too far
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.